0: Welcome dragons to episode 12 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Katie from Temple of Geek, your one-stop shop for all things geek. We spent a good amount of time talking about Supernatural and she actually gave me five episodes to get me hooked on the show. You'll have to listen to see if I'm actually hooked on the show or not. But this does coincide with the season 11 finale that airs tonight, May 25th. I hope all of you enjoyed it, if you watched it, and if you're going to catch up, I hope you enjoy it when you catch up. Until next time, Workout Nerd out.
1: In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm
0: a wizard. wizard, when we play we do it right, candle slicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. just four kicks, DM says you're gonna Hello again, dragons. My name is Kenny Rotter. Welcome to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, mixing nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Katie from Temple of Geek. Hi, Katie. How are you?
1: I'm fabulous. How are you
0: doing? I am great. It has been a really busy morning for me, so I'm getting a lot of stuff done, which always makes me feel somewhat accomplished. What about yourself?
1: Um, well, I haven't really done anything today,
0: <laughs>
1: um, but I did have a really busy weekend, so I'm kind of like in recovery a uh, little bit from everything
0: that I was doing, so. I know, just so other people know, we were just talking about how you got back from Harry Potter World at Universal Studios, and I was very, very, very jealous. Yeah. Do you want to tell? It was amazing. It was amazing. Do you want to tell any everybody out there, maybe give them a little uh, preview of what they can expect if they're going to go?
1: Um, well, it is everything that everybody had hoped for. Um, I mean, it's a lot smaller than the one that at Islands of Adventure in Florida, but it still definitely lives up to the hype. It's absolutely beautiful. It feels just like stepping into J.K. Rowling's world. Um they have everything from Hogsmeade, they have Zonko's Zonko's Joke Shop, they have Honeydukes, they have the Owlpost. Uh, you can go over to Ollivander's and buy your very own wand.
0: Can you go into these shops? Because I remember oh, yeah. there was a few shops in Florida that you could go into, but there's some that you couldn't. So...
1: Um, There's a few shops that you can't go into where it's just the, the like storefront. the storefront. Yeah, yeah. But you can definitely go into Honeyduke's and Zonko's Joke Shop. Um, you can go into the Owl Post. Uh, they have Dervish and Bangs and Filch's Emporium. Uh, they also have, I mean, Ollivander's, you can go and watch like the wand picking ceremony and then you can also go into where they sell the wands and you can pick your own wand whether it's one that's a replica of one of your favorite characters or it's you know, your very own unique wand.
0: That's cool. I know that we were thinking about getting wands when we went, but as with everything in an amusement park, it's quite expensive.
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely has a pretty price tag attached to most of it. Um, I mean, if you're an annual pass holder to Universal Studios, you get 15% off of everything, which is really nice. Um, I went with a friend who is an annual pass holder, so I got to save that 15% on anything that I purchased for myself. (laughs) Excellent. Um,
0: Did you go in costume?
1: Um, I went in semi-costume because I'm a Ravenclaw, so I walked in wearing an absorbent amount of blue. (laughs) Uh, That counts. And I walked out, yeah. I walked out with a few souvenirs of my own, um, some other things to represent the house that I'm a part of, and... um, who could walk past a chocolate frog without wanting to purchase one?
0: Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I want one. I didn't get one the last time I was there just because I either don't know if I just wasn't aware or if I was too busy drinking the uh, the Harry Potter beers that they had <laughs> in Florida. So that, that could have been why I missed the chocolate frogs.
1: Well, now you have the opportunity to do all of that again now that it's basically <laughs> in our backyard. I know.
0: Uh, it's actually literally in my backyard. I live currently at, uh, and Odin.
1: Oh, it literally is in your backyard. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, so it's like a freeway exit away. So you and I have met a few months ago and we've been emailing and chatting a little bit today and before this, but why don't you tell everyone else a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, well, my name is Katie. I uh, work for a website called Temple of Geek. Um, basically it's your one-stop shop for all things geek. Um, I also have a master's degree in psychology. I recently just graduated from the University of Hartford in January. Congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, we're working hard. I'm still working on some stuff with school. Uh, we're presenting at a really big conference in about two weeks, my professor and I. So we're prepping for that. Um, hopefully that goes well. Um, besides that, I mean, I'm really into everything you could possibly think of,
0: so. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure that things are getting really, really busy with this conference coming up in a couple weeks, so thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with us.
1: Oh, well, absolutely, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. and while we're on the subject, tell us about one of your heroes, either superhero, fictional hero, personal hero...
1: Um, I think that for me, uh, one of my personal heroes is my parents. Uh, my parents have always really encouraged me to be the person that I want to be. Um, they supported me all through college. They stood by me when I decided to change my major. Um, I was planning on becoming a doctor and that didn't work out as well as I had hoped. <laughs> so, uh, I changed my major a couple of times and they were always really supportive of it. Uh, after I graduated, uh, they, uh, they, said that it was okay if I wanted to take a break from school since I went straight from high school into college. Uh, so after I graduated, I just spent some time, you know, trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do with my future. I just worked. And when I was in college, I never really did anything like besides study, go to school and work. That's all I ever did. So after I graduated, I decided to, you know, really take a break. Like, really go out there, kind of enjoy the world kind of thing. So they weren't overly thrilled with the fact that I was going to Hollywood <laughs> constantly um, to go to concerts and hanging out with friends and things like that. But I, you know, I worked hard. I kind of deserved that break.
0: No, absolutely. And I know from my own experience, I, I went right through high school, college, grad school. And uh-huh. by the time I got done, I was... You know, I felt I hadn't really experienced the world. Lucky enough, I, I, was, I was fortunate enough to travel a little bit during school through school. Mm-hmm. But so I didn't have that finding yourself time until very much later in life. Yeah. So I definitely can relate to that. And I think that's really awesome. And that's really cool that your parents encouraged that for the most part
1: yeah um i mean they were absolutely wonderful and you know i worked at the same job for quite a long time and then i decided that i wanted to finish my education uh so they were very supportive in me moving away from home for the first time cuz when i was an undergrad it was just you know a school that was local so i just lived at home and went to school and worked so for grad school i wanted to try you know what it would be like to move and i moved 3,000 miles away from home to a state I'd never been to with people that I didn't know. So it was a difficult adjustment, but because of them, like it made it really easy to, you know, get over my homesickness and enjoy being in a different state that was a lot different from where I grew up. So,
0: yeah. Um, I, I had a very similar experience with uh, going, same, going to grad school. I mm-hmm. was born and raised in Tempe, Arizona, went to Tempe, Arizona for college, um, and I knew if I didn't get out of the Southwest for grad school, I was never going to leave. Mm-hmm. So all the way across the country, East Coast, Washington, D.C., and after three years of grad school, I learned, oh, I want to go back to the Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the weather's nice here.
1: Oh, yeah, that was the same for me because I moved to Hartford, Connecticut.
0: Oh, it's so cold.
1: Yeah, it was nothing that I ever expected it to be like. Mm. I mean, I knew there was snow, but clearly I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I was born and raised in Southern California, so clearly anything different from constant sunshine 24-7 <laughs> like, is very different.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. I had, a, I, I had a friend move to Bristol. So, uh, Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. So, he was like, he's like, I don't understand this snow thing. This yeah. Is, this, I, I don't like it. I don't get it.
1: No, it is not. It is not my favorite thing in the world. I did like the fall, though. The fall was absolutely
0: beautiful. Oh, like, watching yeah.
1: the leaves change. We don't have that constant green or brown all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, if people read the caption before they download the, downloaded this episode... They know that soon we're gonna get we're gonna start talking about supernatural. But what are some of your other favorite areas of nerdiness?
1: Oh gosh, the list could
0: go on and on forever.
1: Um,
0: uh, it's so I mean, it's so hard asking people to narrow it down to to a few to their favorites.
1: Um, well, obviously, like we talk, we're gonna talk about supernatural. That's probably my number one. Um. I watch Arrow, The Flash, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I also really love Scandal and Criminal Minds. Um, anything in the MCU is really great. So Marvel, uh, DC, Harry Potter.
0: Because <laughs> we got that from Harry Potter World. Yeah. Uh. Um,
1: I'm also really into music, and I go to the theater as often as I can, when I can afford it, obviously. Um, And then I really love books especially young adult
0: fiction. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Uh theater, are we talking like uh Pantages?
1: Yeah, like Pantages, the Armison, the uh Orange County Performing Arts Center, uh okay. the local theater at the college near my house. So anything like that that I can get
0: oh, that I can cool. go to. Uh yeah. do you know Hamilton is coming?
1: Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've heard so much about that show. I haven't really, like, watched anything for it, but I heard it's, like, supposed to be, like, the new Rent. Like, how, like, amazing it is.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've heard. I've heard it's kind of taken everybody by storm, very similar to The Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah, love that show. Yeah, Uh, I have not seen The Book of Mormon yet. I actually think that's either coming or it's here. It's either coming this season or next season. It Pantages.
1: I can't remember if it's right now or it's coming. I know I saw it last year or the year before when it was at the Pantages. No. And it's amazing. So if you have the opportunity to see it, absolutely take it.
0: See, my, my wife is not a big fan of uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Matt Parker, Trey Stone. I can't, the I,
1: people from the
0: people from South Park, the people who create, yes. you know, wrote and created <laughs> Book of Mormon. Yeah. So, trying to convince her to go to something they've done is difficult, but it's
1: so funny though. Like it's a, a very well put together musical.
0: It's amazing. Can can you write a, a reference letter for it that I can give to her? <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> now, what is one thing that you're into that others might find surprising?
1: Um, I'm actually really into professional cycling. I don't know if you could consider okay. that nerdy, but you I can love that
0: about cycling.
1: Oh, I love it so much. Um. I've been into professional cycling since like, oh my gosh, it's been like 11 years or something. I don't ride myself, like I don't cycle, but I love watching it. Like I watch the Tour de France every year, and then um, I've actually attended a couple of the stages for the Amgen Tour of California. That happens in May, so it's coming up
0: soon. Very cool. I have have not ever particularly been into cycling. I've never watched it unless it was already on wherever I was. Uh, mm-hmm. but i have a couple of friends that are really big into like will sit down with their family and plan their family stuff around the tour de france oh, and things that's like amazing that.
1: it's different i mean it's not uh some people don't find it particularly exciting like watching like a baseball game or watching football or something like that um because it's just a lot of them on the road
0: yeah but... i i particularly find baseball to be dreadfully dull Okay. <laughs> so so we can be on the same page there. On the reverse, I am a huge I love watching tennis. Okay. And so again, other people in my life don't really get it. Mhm. They're like they have no problem if they if like we were watching it live, but watching it on TV, they're just like I don't understand this. Yeah. And like Watching tennis, I can watch anybody professionally play tennis, and okay. I'll, I'll enjoy the match. Whereas with a sport like basketball, mm-hmm. it has to be my team playing for me to care about watching it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, um, I mean, I have my favorite cyclers, so like, there's specific people that I like to watch that I want to do well during during the race. But at the same time, like, for me, cycling overall is really wonderful. Um, I mean, I have my specific teams that I like, but at the same time with, like, football, like, I don't like NFL as much as I like college. Yeah. So I like watching all of – most of college football games. But, I mean, of course, we all have our specific team that we want to win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Of course. Uh, Lance Armstrong, are you a fan and not a fan? He
1: was the reason that I started watching cycling. So it was a really big blow for everything that came out about him. I mean, I, it's still like kind of hard to talk about because it was such a huge thing for me because he was the reason that I started watching cycling and I looked up to him because he was just, he had conquered so much and won so many races and it was almost impossible that he'd done so well. And then when they first said that he had cheated, that he'd used performance enhancing drugs, I was like, no way. There's no way that happened. He would never do that. He would never lie about it. And then he went on Oprah and said, yes, I did. And it was just, it was a blow. Like, it was really heartbreaking for that to have happened.
0: It's like, I think there are people out there who can equate it to if you get punched in the stomach at the exact wrong moment and just, All your wind gets knocked out of you.
1: Yes. That's pretty accurate description (laughs) on how I felt when that happened. Cause it was just so, like, he was always so adamant about not cheating and how cheating was bad. And then he used the excuse that, like, everybody was doing it and it was the only way to level the playing field and all that stuff. And it was just,
0: it was so horrible. It was a bummer. Well, yeah. um, here, here you said you were like it's really hard for me to talk about, and now we're just talking about it. So <laughs>
1: now we're just talking about it.
0: So, uh, moving forward a little bit, um, speaking of doping and cycling, what is your current attitude towards health and wellness? Um.
1: Well, for me, um, like I'm a really big supporter of uh mental and emotional wellness. So mental and emotional health is a big thing for me. So I mean I've well especially studied with your education. In... Yeah. So I spent like I've spent my career within school studying that and um I mean I did my thesis on uh psychological well being um within customer service because that's such a huge thing like for like the job market is a lot of it is customer service oh, jobs yeah. now. And so I've been really focusing on how to improve uh, employee well-being. So like making it easier for them to deal emotionally within when they have uh, confrontations with customers so that it's not emotionally and mentally draining on them so that when they go home, they can still enjoy, like still enjoy their job, but still have a life outside of their job and not just constantly dealing with. You know, I I had an argument with a customer today and it was never resolved and now I'm dealing with this at home and it's affecting my, you know, emotional well-being, my mental well-being. It's affecting my relationships at home. I just stay home all the time rather than going out, things like that.
0: That's so important. Like, how many of us have come home from a rough day at work where Uh either dealing with another employee or just dealing with another person and you have that bad interaction and you take all of those negative emotions and all those negative feelings back home. Yeah. And your kids or your parents or your significant other get the brunt of it.
1: Yeah, it's it's terrible. I mean, I speak from personal experience because I worked um, – I worked in customer service for almost 10 years before I went back to school. So I worked in a the theme park. So I dealt with that every single day, oh, yeah, constantly, surely. all the time. So it's it's very draining. And to know that this is actually a hot topic within within psychology now, um, like because that's what we're presenting when I go to the conferences. We're talking about that about customer mistreatment and then uh, customers treating, you know, treating employees terrible. So it's, it's important that we work to fix that because there's no reason to have to go to work and have a bad day and then come home and continue to have a bad day and then just have it continue roll and roll and roll over until it starts affecting your health.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I, I did customer service for all throughout high school, all throughout college. Um, and I think we've all had that one, just, even even if it's not customer service based, even that one boss that's mm-hmm. just so, you don't know what it is, but you're just like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I or, totally
1: understand yeah.
0: that. Or we've all interacted with somebody in the customer service industry and maybe they're having a bad day. And we're getting yeah. lousy service because of it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think what you're doing is awesome. And I think that's a great attitude to have towards Thanks. health and wellness. Yeah. And I'm also a huge, uh, huge advocate for psychology, psychi- uh, psychologists in general. Uh-huh. I'm just like, everybody needs a therapist.
1: yeah I'm I feel the same way I mean I feel like we're in the 21st century so there shouldn't be such a a big stigma still attached to you know seeking help for you know for mental illness or things like that and even just um because it's called the worried well so it's people that don't really have like a diagnosable like mental illness they just need to talk to somebody, like somebody that's a neutral party that's been trained that can give them the kind of advice that they need to, you know, let go of their stress, move on with their life, move past a problem that they have. Um, I mean, everybody should be able to see a therapist or go see a psychologist or something and not worry about the stigma that could be attached to it.
0: No, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I actually think... You and I are recording this on April 4th, on the April 13th episode of Dumbos and Dragons, episode 6. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, we, me and my guest, Joe Hogan, did talk a little bit about our experiences with psychologists and therapists. And so it, it could be a source of information for anyone out there who... Is, trying, is worried about the stigma or trying to combat the stigma. Both him and I just are completely open and honest about our experience with uh, psychologists.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good.
0: And they're all great.
1: Yes. Yes, they are. I mean, I saw a psychologist myself when I was having some issues with work, and she was wonderful. Like, she really helped me work. Like, she helped me take the steps to figure out what it was myself that I was having the issue with and, like, work work past it and I mean there's nothing like she's like there's nothing wrong with you so I can't like write anything down for you but I mean it was really helpful just to be able to talk to her without having any like they she didn't know me so she wouldn't tell me what I wanted to hear she was always very honest and open with like any type of advice or helping me figure out the problem myself
0: yeah it's one of the things I told I told Joe was Sometimes it's just nice to have a person there who legally cannot tell anybody else what you're telling them.
1: Exactly, because they can't. They can't tell anybody anything. Yeah.
0: There were times where I was just telling Mm -hmm. her about my fantasy football draft strategy. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't need to worry about you letting something slip to the other people in my league so that they can, like, sabotage me. Like uh-huh. this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it's it's a little bit of a uh, a a joke, but still, it's the the spirit of it is there. And so, if anyone out there is contemplating talking to someone, just do it.
1: Yeah, it'll be worth it in the end.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of just do it, do you have <laughs> a favorite mantra or motto?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is considered a motto or something, but, um, as big of a nerd as I am, um, one of my favorite, I, I there's like this one quote from Doctor Who is from my very first episode, um, that I ever saw it was Vincent and the Doctor with Matt Smith's 11. Um, he said, the way I see it, every life is a pile of good things and bad things. The good things don't always have to soften don't always soften the bad things, but vice versa. The bad things don't always have to spoil the good things and make them unimportant. So, I mean, I really like that particular quote because it's saying that you're always going to have good things and bad things in life, but that doesn't mean that when you come across the bad things that they won't make the good things that you experience be any less and less important and like push them away. Like they don't always have to overshadow
0: no, absolutely. And I actually just watched that episode last week. Yeah. Um, I've been catching up on all my Doctor Who, as anyone who's been listening uh, has come to realize. So I did just come across that episode recently. So I, your, the quote was very fresh in my mind. And I also think that that is pertinent for our current reboot culture. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yes... I know they're remaking Ghostbusters, but Yeah. A, it might be good, but even if it's bad, that doesn't mean it affects the goodness of the old one.
1: Yeah, you know, exactly.
0: Like You still have that original thing to go back to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, they're trying to take something that everybody loved and maybe turn it into something new that a new generation can love, but that doesn't mean that it, takes away from how much you loved the original Ghostbusters I mean we have so much more new technology now that we can you know make their encounters with ghosts even more lifelike even more exciting whereas they didn't have that kind of technology back then so it's the same story almost the same storyline close too but like I mean it's still at the heart still gonna be Ghostbusters
0: yes even with all that stuff, we have new people who may not be able to relate to the old Ghostbusters or because of the lack of special effects can write it off. So mm-hmm. this is a way of giving them something just as great.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know. So, everyone out there hating on reboots, just chill. Just chill.
1: Give it a chance. Just see it. (laughs) If after you see it, you don't
0: like it, then okay. But even if you see it and even if you don't like it, don't say that it ruined the original. Yeah. Because then just ignore it.
1: Yeah, just pretend it doesn't exist.
0: (laughs) That's how I feel with uh, Batman and Robin. (laughs) It's also how I feel with Spider Man 3.
1: Yes, or Jurassic Park 2. That's how a lot of people feel.
0: Oh, yeah. The Lost World, or Jurassic, and Jurassic Park 3.
1: Yeah, the people are kind of like, it went 1, 3,
0: 4 for me. And I'm like, (laughs) oh,
1: come on. Come on, number 2, Jeff Goldblum. How can you forget about that
0: one? I agree. And Vince Vaughn was in it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ugly. I (laughs)
0: love that one. If you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, goodness. Superpower. Ugh. I think that I would have... I think it would be really cool to have the ability to fly. Yeah? Yeah, because, I mean, one, it would make commuting in California <laughs> a million times easier. <laughs> um, no car, no traffic. Yeah. Um, but I also think it would give me like the opportunity to see more of the world because I mean, flying is so expensive when you fly in a plane, but if I flew by myself, like through (laughs) the air, not inside of of a plane, then I wouldn't have to pay for that.
0: There you go. Yeah. It is, it is economical to be able to fly.
1: Yes, it is. It's, you know, it's financially smart.
0: Yes. There you go. That's what we start. We need to devote our training to being able to fly. Exactly. To to for a little bit of a joke, I've often said I don't want them to invent flying cars. Mm -hmm. I want to own the only flying car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because as soon as everyone has flying cars, then the traffic just moves vertical.
1: Exactly, it goes from the ground to the air because it's never gonna change. (laughs) Maybe if we invented flying, like self flying cars, where like we don't have to drive, then maybe it would be better because then you don't have operator, like
0: involvement. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need Tesla flying cars.
1: Yes. Oh, I saw that video of like the self driving Tesla car. I just watched that the other day.
0: Yes, Elon Musk, you need to get on this, buddy
1: yeah <laughs>
0: All right. so what is what did you do this week to work out nerd out and that's anything you did health and wellness related and anything you did nerdy so i think
1: um,
0: we might have actually already covered this with you talking about you're working on your psychology stuff with your professor but mm-hmm. also you went to harry potter world
1: yes but if you but want I to choose also... different ones you can choose different ones well, I mean, this past weekend, I spent a lot of times outdoors with my friends. So I spent a lot of time. Uh, we went to the Queen Mary on this, like this past weekend. So I spent a lot of time, you know, outside with my friends at the beach pretty much. And, awesome. uh, you know, it was really nice just sort of being able to like hang out, chill. Um, And then we ate delicious food together, which is always That's a wonderful awesome. thing. You know, awesome. laughing and just really enjoying life
0: basically. That's awesome, and it was a beautiful weekend for it all too.
1: Oh yeah, it was it was fabulous. The weather was perfect down in Long Beach,
0: so it was really
1: it was a really a wonderful
0: experience. Excellent. I I spent all day yesterday emptying out a storage locker, uh, <laughs> so so I did not get to enjoy as much as I wanted the beautiful beautiful weather.
1: It's okay. It's not like it's gonna go anywhere. I <laughs> know, right? We do live in California, so. <laughs> It's kind of beautiful weather all the time.
0: uh, I know. My nerdy thing that I did was I watched five and a half episodes of Supernatural. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And I say five and a half because the bonus episode you gave me, um, I didn't. I'm got like 15 minutes left in it, and Mm -hmm. I was watching it this morning, but then. Dogs happened.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> so so there we go. All right. So before we get into that main feature, do you want to tell us a little bit more about anything going on or where people can uh, learn about Temple of Geek? Uh,
1: yeah. So Temple of Geek, we're your one-stop shop for all things geek. Um, we, we're very geek genre-focused. Uh, we have a, a blog and a podcast. So our website is www.templeofgeek.com. Um, we feature a lot of original articles, reviews, recaps, um, and a lot of, you know, what's to come. So, you know, trailers, different things like that, short little reviews of trailers of movies that are coming out. Um, we also have three podcasts. Uh, our main podcast is called The Tog Cast. Um, it's where we discuss basically any topic of our choice. So anything that we want to talk about. Um, we just recently did a podcast on Batman versus Superman, so that should be up soon.
0: Heavy spoilers.
1: Uh, maybe. I didn't see.
0: I didn't see the movie
1: yet, so I didn't participate in that podcast. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what they talked about. because um, we have a bunch of people that are involved with Temple of Geek. Um it's based out of Texas. So several of the people are, uh, in Texas. And then there's me over here in California. Um, we also have, uh, let's see the cosplay connection podcast is where we talk to cosplayers about their craft and, you know, conventions and what it takes to build, um, a cosplay and why they cosplay different things like that. Um, and then we have our last podcast, which is Knights of the game table. Um, it's where the, the boys, they talk about their love for video games. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I'm not really in, I'm not really into video games. Uh, I mean, I'm, I have played video games before, but I'm not anywhere near to that level of love for the video game world like, uh, like they are. So that's their, that's their thing. They,
0: they no, take care of that and, podcast. And so. I totally relate to that because honestly, if, if anyone tried to get me to play, like, Halo 5 or Fallout 4, I would just have no idea what anybody was doing. But it's like, I mentioned last week, me and Super Mario, man, like, I will play Super Mario World, Mario mm-hmm. Brothers 3, like, for the, for the old school Nintendo, like, all day. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, I played, like... <laughs> Super Nintendo. I used to have a Sega back in the day. Game Boy. Uh, We had a PS2
0: for a while. Yeah. I I also just have no time to game.
1: Yeah. It's a commitment. Oh, yeah. It's, like, serious commitment, especially some of those games out there. Like, my brother's really into gaming. Like, he has a stream and all that stuff, and he's, like, Call of Duty and, like, all this other stuff, and I'm like, that's all you, bro.
0: (laughs) You get after it. Yeah. Okay, so getting into Supernatural because that is what you and I wanted to talk about and I told you to give me a list of five episodes that after the five, I would want to sit down and just watch the entire show. Yes. So you gave me five episodes, and three were from the first season. Yes. And one was from the third season, one was from the fourth season, so these were pretty early in the series, because now they're on season 11. Yes. So first, let's be honest, catching up on this is a daunting task. I think the last time I checked, there was like 243 episodes.
1: Yeah, it is, it's a serious commitment. I mean, I started watching the show when it first started in 2005. So I've been there like every day for the past like 11 years. <laughs> so it's, it's a daunting task to undertake. It's totally worth it because the show is really good. Um, the reason I gave you episodes so early on in the series is because the further you get into the show, the more plot based the episodes become. So they involve a lot of spoilers. So I didn't want to ruin any of the really big moments in the show. So that's why I stuck with um, some of my favorite episodes from season one. Um, Some of the like and a couple of the other really funny episodes that didn't have really heavy plot from season three and four. Um 3 is my favorite season and like there were other episodes I really wanted you to watch but I'm like no I can't because it's like season 2 spoilers and season 1 and I'm like I can't I can't give them to you until you've watched all the other ones to get to that point but I felt that like the 5 I gave you were really great.
0: I so. agree. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> I will get we will we will answer the question on if I will if I will catch up on 243 episodes, at the end. So we're building suspense for the audience. But you did give me the pilot episode, and I want to say, of the five you gave me, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: this episode was... It was the most... It is the one that made me want to watch the next episode the most.
1: Okay, good.
0: But you didn't give me episode two, so I couldn't watch the next episode. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) So, it was, the episode was just brilliant and suspenseful. The intro, it starts out with Sam and Dean as kids, and um spoiler alerts but guess what if you're going to watch the first episode you're going to get the spoiler in the first 5 minutes so i don't feel bad also i don't <laughs> feel bad the show's 11 years old yes <laughs> um and it shows their mom dying in this yes. really weird creepy way um i wasn't really that sold on the dynamic between Sam and Dean the two brothers okay. the main characters of the show but also, I just don't think, is the first episode, I don't think they were really clicking yet?
1: They weren't. Um, they, because, like, uh Jared Padalecki, who plays Sam Winchester, was fresh off of Gilmore Girls. So he was in Gilmore Girls seasons one through four, and he left from that show to come to Supernatural. And then Jensen was on Smallville and Dawson's Creek. So they're very different. yeah like very different, and so they come to this one show where they have to be like these really tight, not, in the beginning they weren't really a tight like connection between the brothers because Sam was off at Stanford and he left the life, whereas Dean stayed with, you know, continued to hunt with his father and really absorbed the hunting life, so they had two different lifestyles, but they had to come together for a common goal, which was to find their father because he's missing. Um, but the actors themselves, like, they needed to figure out a way to have this perfect chemistry to work together. And in the beginning, they butted heads a lot. Like, they've said this in interviews where, like, they just didn't really get along. But they decided, like, if this show is going to be successful, then we need to figure out what it means to be brothers. So they actually lived together together. They moved in. They got an apartment in Vancouver together, and that really helped build their relationship off screen to help improve and make the relationship on screen really like amazing.
0: That that's actually I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I've said about that first episode. There's a couple of great lines um where they're talking to some some. FBI agents or something, and one of them's just like Agent Mulder, Agent Scully. Yeah,
1: that's uh, deep.
0: yeah. and and the the X Files actually comes up a few times in the episodes that you that you had me watch. Um, mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully are referenced a few different times, and I also like there was one episode where they they referenced WWBD, What Would Buffy Do?
1: Yeah,
0: um, and I think. <laughs> I think that's a mantra everyone should live by.
1: They they're really um the writers and the like the crew for that show are very pop culture savvy. Yeah. So there's a lot of references to X-Files and a lot of references to like other shows like that cuz I think when they came on the air they were really trying to grab like the fans and the audiences from other shows so by referencing like buffy and angel and um and x-files they were really trying to draw that crowd in because it's a show that is similar like it's very similar to that because it has the monster feel of buffy because it you know pulls vampires and demons and different things like that and then it also pulls from x-files with like you know, they, they dress up as FBI agents all the time, and they're really into the supernatural, and um, eventually they'll talk about, like, aliens. Like, there's an episode that's really funny that has okay. to involve aliens. I didn't give you that episode, but, like, you'll get there if you start watching the show.
0: Okay. Is it in the first couple seasons or the first season? Uh, yeah,
1: I think it's in the first season. I think. Top. The episode's called Tall Tales.
0: Okay. All right. I will look it up. But... Um, The vibe I get from Dean is he's a little Jared Leto meets Keanu Reeves.
1: He's very macho. Like, he really puts that, like, that very macho, like, ladies' man kind of vibe out there. Like, he's not into the touchy-feely. He's not into, you know, those emotional moments. Um, That's very how his character was in the beginning. I mean, you'll see definite character growth as time progresses, like as you move through the show, you'll really see his character start to grow. Um, but he was very like the, cause he's kind of like the comic relief a lot of the time in the show. Cause he has those very funny lines. Um, like you got some of them in the bad day at black rock episode that I gave you where yes. he, you know, he's like, I'm Batman or like he says really stupid things, but it works because it's just who he is. He's very macho, very cocky, very like no. he's <laughs> just like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and the way that the pilot episode ended, and again, spoiler alert, it ends with Sam going back to his home at Stanford getting ready for his law school interview and his girlfriend is dead. In, or she's dying, or she's killed in the same way. His mother was killed yes. at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. So that it was the, that right there was the one that made me on Netflix want to just go, oh, play next. <laughs> um, but I knew that is like with Netflix, as soon as I do that with one episode, I'm there for like. Hours just continuing yeah. like play next play next, um so I knew I would go down the rabbit hole. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's okay. But, it's a good rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, but so then the next episode you had me watch was still season one episode seventeen. It's called Hell House. Yes. And this episode I thought was a lot funnier. Yeah. Than the pilot and. I thought I was actually, it showcased more of the relationship between Sam and Dean. Um, Because I think this is the one where they get into a prank war with each other. Yes. And that stuff was absolutely hilarious. And I, I really enjoyed the character development there. Yeah. Uh, and so that again, it, it just, it kind of made me grow to like these characters more. I did have a question. Feel free if you don't answer it, but in the first season, they're looking for their dad. Yes. Is this a plot point that is resolved at the first season or does it carry over into numerous seasons?
1: No, they um because they're looking so when the show opens it shows their their mom is attached is like she's on the ceiling and she has this cut across her stomach and then she catches on fire. Um so that whole that is what is like the catalyst for this is the plot of the season. So it's trying to figure out what it is that happened to their mother. Oh so and that's what sends like, be- creates them into, basically into hunters because John wants to know what happened to my wife. Like, why did she die like that? Is that even possible? And John is the dad. John is the dad. Um, he's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
0: Who was just cast, or just was on Walking Dead as Negan.
1: Yes. So he's an amazing actor. So I, I mean, he is perfect as their dad. Um, But this plot point is they're trying to find his dad, their dad, because he's off doing something else, Um, something that's important to why Mary, who's that's the name of their mom, um, Mary Winchester died. So they will resolve that by the end of like they will find him
0: by the end of the first
1: season. Um, Some of the plot kind of the overarching plot, like who it is that killed Mary and killed Jess. De- uh, Sam's girlfriend. That carries into season two. Okay. So that whole plot point will shift over into season two, but you'll get more of why. Okay. Like the further you move into season two, like why did this happen? Um, and why is are certain characters really important to that plot line? Okay. So, You'll get there, but they do... They're really good at resolving their overarching plots at the by the end of every season. They are really into cliffhangers. <laughs> I oh. will tell you that, so be forewarned. Um, but they will... They typically resolve everything that they throw out there.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, yeah. Sometimes I feel the cliffhanger can be over overused every once in a while.
1: Oh, but they love it so much, and it is just... Some of their cliffhangers are just heart wrenching. Oh. Yeah, this show mm. is um, an emotional train wreck, I'm just going to say.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Good to know. But
1: but I love it. I mean, they they do emotional and vulnerable and all that stuff really well. Yeah. So
0: and all right, so so episode 3, Provenance, which yeah basic overview is people are dying. The thing they have in common is they all buy this creepy painting. Yes. Um, and the painting is really freaking creepy. Yeah. And I loved the twist in this episode. Mm-hmm because i didn't see it coming up until about 5 to 10 minutes before they actually revealed it mm-hmm. and and that's rare like there's a few there's i, I don't want to toot my own horn but usually i can find the twist like sometimes i can find the twi- the twist as easily as if i'm watching an M Night Shyamalan movie <laughs> oh, sick burn! Um, um, But I don't know if I want to give away the twist, but I had a really good comment about the twist. Um, it's been ten years. Yeah. Just... So the twist is you think it's the dad in this painting killing people, but it's actually this creepy-ass little girl. And that was my comment. was She was a creepy-ass little girl. Oh, yeah. Like... Whoever that actress was, I was like, you're probably in your mid-twenties now, but you are creepy. Yeah,
1: it was... I picked that episode specifically for the Creepy-ass creep little girl? For the Creep Factor, because I wanted you to sort of get an overall, like... Because um, my sister and I are both really big fans, so we were going through I'm like, what episodes should I give him to watch? And... We were like, oh, well, this episode's really funny, and so is this one. Oh, but we can't give them that one. But <laughs> I wanted you to get, like, a feel for, like, the creepiness of the show, because a lot of people say that season one is the scariest. Okay. That, like, that the show, like, some people won't watch the show because it scares them. And I feel like the first season, some of the monsters that they choose, like, because they get really into urban legends and superstitions okay. and stuff in the first few seasons especially this one it just it is creepy um not all the episodes are really good (laughs) like there's one episode that's really horrible I actually just watched it the other day (laughs) Uh, but they do it's really funny because the show has the ability to make fun of itself also within it so like there's episodes later where they comment on some of the season one episodes and they're like I can't believe that you had to live bad writing (laughs) like we're so sorry like it makes fun of itself um but they also have like that episode creeps me out like it's
0: it is a pretty creepy episode yeah and you 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 actually got into a little bit of a lighter episode that you gave me in season three which was (laughs) season three episode three which is bad day at black rock yes and there's a lucky rabbit's foot but
1: it's cursed.
0: It's cursed, and so after you touch it, you die.
1: Yeah, so, like, you get, um, it's this rabbit's foot that, when you touch it, you get this run of amazing good luck. But the only problem is, is that you will never be able to keep it. Like, you will lose it some way. Like, somehow, this lucky rabbit's foot will disappear, and you'll get this run of good luck that's so awesome, and then the foot will disappear, and then your luck will turn bad, and so bad that it results in your death.
0: Yeah, the death in this episode, the one guy who dies, was incredibly violent.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And again that was something that I called, I was like, he's gonna do this and then that's gonna happen, and I was like, Oh, yep, happened like I said.
1: Oh yeah, you could totally tell like how everything just gets perfectly set up. Like when he puts when he puts the like the barbecue fork in the drain board and then yeah. the bottle on the ground, like you know that something horrible is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this episode was Lauren Cohen from yes. The Walking Dead. She Bella. yeah. A, it was really cool to hear her in her uh, normal accent and not a mm-hmm. southern accent. One of the things that might actually contribute to me watching this show is the great guest characters oh yeah like um I, I actually have a list and it was Felicia Day is on a bunch of episodes yeah uh, Adrian Pellecchi uh who's now on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: uh Tom Pennicott who was on um Dollhouse already said mm-hmm. Lauren Cohen already said Jeffrey Dean Morgan Mark Pellegrino who's on everything I love Mark Pellegrino. And then Mark Shepard, who Battlestar Galactica, my notes actually say Battlestar Galactica and everything.
1: Yeah, he's been, we're actually waiting for Mark Shepard to complete the the trifecta, the Super Who Lock trilogy, Uh because he's done Supernatural. He was in uh, two episodes of Doctor Mm -hmm. Who, and we're just trying to get him on Sherlock, and then he'll be the only person to have ever been Super Who Locked.
0: Is that, like, a technical term? Is there a thing out there for this?
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's what people, because, like, I'm a Super Who Lockean, I guess, like, that's what it's called, because I watch Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock. Okay. Um, so, it's, like, there's a huge section of fans that watch all three, like, religiously, and I'm one of those people, so I'm <laughs>
0: Super Who Lock. There yeah. you go, I like it, I like it, Super yeah. Who Lockean. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, season four, episode 13, which was the after-school special. Yeah. It was a funny episode. As I'm watching it, I was kind of like, okay, it's the typical high school trope episode, where Mm -hmm. nowadays characters go back to an old location or an old school, Mm -hmm. and it's the flashback episode, so you can see what they were like when they were kids. So, I did like the episode, because it gave me a little bit of insight into who they were, and I actually really enjoyed that the flashbacks contributed to their characters. Yes. Um, Like, Sam was always getting picked on, and the first time he gets picked on, he lets the bully beat him up. And yes. And the second time is when he just... He tries to walk away from the bully, and the bully's just not letting him have it. Mm-hmm. And the bully keeps going after him, and so then he just essentially completely decimates and, like, beats up the bully. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know how I feel about the how this episode ended, when you find out the bully was going through all this personal drama at home. Yeah. And then he ended up getting addicted to, like drugs and alcohol and I think like OD'd is what is what happened in the episode.
1: Yeah, I mean it really um this episode's really good because I mean you you like you said you get a better feel for how Sam and Dean were as kids. But it also really shines a light on on bullying too because it shows that um yes, there are people out there that are horrible that will pick on you no matter what, and even though you try to walk away from a fight, like, they're relentless. But at the same time, like, we have no idea what's going on in their life also, that um, Dirk's bullying was his way of dealing with, like, his, his loss of his mother. Yeah. Because um, she died from cancer, and it was just him and his dad, and that was his way of dealing with it. And I think it really showed, um, at least for Sam, Because as soon as he, like, just decimated Dirk, he started calling him Dirk the Jerk. And that, he went from being the bully to being the bullied. So it, like, it flipped, it flipped sides.
0: Well, Sam never called him that. He goes, you're not a bully, or he's like, you're not a tough guy, you're just a jerk. Jerk. Dirk the Jerk. And And then somebody else yells it out. So, I don't know, I don't know how i feel about like yeah we don't know why sometimes bullies act the way they do yeah but is it okay like does that give them a reason to be bullies
1: oh no it's never there's never a good reason to be a bully towards somebody else like i understand that like everybody has something going on but that doesn't make it okay for you to yeah. deal with your own problems by putting other people down. Yes. Um. And I think what was interesting about the episodes was that the more that because Sam originally thought that it was his friend from school, the yeah. kid with the glasses, he thought it was him because he didn't know what happened to him after that, like after they left the school. Yeah. And his friend actually, um, I believe, committed suicide. I think that's yeah, what happened.
0: in the in the episode they say that he ended up uh committing suicide yeah. in in the room where the first victim was killed in this episode.
1: Yeah, and I think that for Sam like I think he blamed himself a lot for that because it w- cuz he left and then he felt like he left him like undefended. So, I mean, a lot of this really showed the growth of his character. Just showing that sometimes that they make a difference more of a difference in people's lives than they really thought they did um, and it also helped them learn about like more about Dirk and about like his family because they didn't really know anything about him and yeah. that's how the further they got into the episode the more that they realized that no it's not like it wasn't my friend it was like this kid that was a bully yeah Um. It's just, I mean, it showed a lot of character growth for Sam because that was a very Sam-heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, it also showed, because I really like the two actors that played young Dean and Sam. So it was uh, young Dean is Brock Kelly, and then young Sam is Colin Ford.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I think that they did perfect casting with that because they looked a lot like yeah. the person and, um, I actually recently just attended Supernatural Convention in Las Vegas in March, and those two actors were there for the convention. So it was interesting to hear from them, like, their side of it, because this was, like, their first big acting job. And to come into a show that's four season in and is super popular, and to take on two super important roles, like the two main characters, yeah, um, was really great. That's to hear them really, to talk about it, so.
0: And I did have one question maybe you can answer. So at, yeah. the, at the end of the episode, you find out that it's Dirk's ghost that is inhabiting people mm-hmm. um, and possessing them. And then yeah. the brothers are shooting the possessed people with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys are killing people.
1: Not, not, they're not, they're not shooting them with bullets. (laughs) They're shooting them with rock salt. Okay. That. It's rock salt. It's not, they're not like shooting them like with a shotgun. I mean, it is shot, our shotgun shells full of rock salt, but it's not like rock salt. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about this? It's It's not not going to kill you. Okay. So, because, um, it might've been heavy to throw that episode at you because you don't really know about like too much about ghosts. But ghosts can't, um, iron, what is it, iron and salt are the two things that repel a ghost. So they were trying to get the person that was possessed to get the ghost out of him. Like, out of the bus driver. Um, so if they shoot the person with rock salt, like, it's not going to kill them. It's gonna hurt a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it, it at least will, like, repel, like, it shot the ghost out of him. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's gonna hurt like a bitch.
0: That's all. (laughs) It's gonna gonna hurt like a bitch.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: I did, I did like the show. I actually kind of equated it to psych.
1: Uh huh.
0: But with supernatural and death. Okay. Like, the pop culture references, Mm -hmm. a little bit of the camp. Mm hmm. um, I thought that was very reminiscent of Psych, mm-hmm. except then you also have people dying and ghosts and monsters, monsters. and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and I, I was I'm one of the I'm one of the people who actually like loved Psych. I absolutely loved that show. Okay. So.
1: Um I mean Supernatural is kind of a unique show like it's different from any show that I've ever seen. Um I mean the further you get into the show like you'll come across episodes like there's an episode called The Real Ghostbusters and it takes place at a supernatural convention. Like <laughs> they have a supernatural convention and the boys show up to it. Okay. So it's like it's the only episode where it's like taking it takes real life and kind of creates this, like, this is what real life would be if it was in this TV show. So, like, you have this version of what they think a supernatural convention is, and, but then you go to, like, a real one, and they really aren't that different. I'm not going to lie. They're really not that different. Um, no, then I... there's an episode, like, later called The French Mistake. You might actually... It's totally meta, this episode is. Like, it's ridiculous. Because... Sam and Dean get shot, like, get sent to our world. So it's, like, it's Jared and Jensen playing Sam and Dean playing Jared and Jensen playing Sam and Dean.
0: Okay. Because, like,
1: they go from their life to the real world, where they're two people who play characters on a TV show. So it's, like, a TV show about a TV show. It's ridiculous. But it works. It's some I love that episode.
0: <laughs> I'd look forward to getting to that one. Yeah. Well, excellent. So, in... In... Where we're getting close to our time. So, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. I am probably going to continue watching this show from episode two. Yes. I probably will not binge it hard... Like I do for some other things.
1: Um, no, probably so, not.
0: So, so what I'm what I'm thinking is going to happen with this show is right now my wife and I usually just watch probably three shows. Last week tonight with John Oliver, Lucifer on Fox, such
1: and, a good show.
0: Such a good show. And the Muppets. Okay. And, and mostly that's. Cause I love the Muppets and she just does, Plays on her phone <laughs> But so there are Some nights where we're like okay what are we Going to watch this will Probably fill in when we Don't have anything else to watch And slowly but surely We will make it Through 243 episodes
1: It will be Worth it <laughs> I mean There's there's some episodes That you might question why I'm watching the show not gonna lie um (laughs) season season seven not the best season because this show was originally written to be a five season show okay and they were going to end it at season five but because of how popular this show was they decided to keep going eric kripke stopped being um he's the show creator um at season five he stepped down to being just a producer and left the show to adam glass and uh robert uh singer and some jim michaels and some other people that are like the big producers and stuff and writers on the show
0: okay
1: uh and they've had carried it on till like so far but there's always going to be that one season within a tv show that's not as good as the other ones
0: oh yeah
1: um seven is that season but that's when you get introduced to felicia day and osric chow who plays um, Kevin Tran. So there are good characters that come out of that season. Right. It's just not
0: the best season I have ever seen. Understandable, <laughs> so. you know. It's uh, We could call it Season 6 of Buffy. Yes, Season exactly. Six. Don't get me wrong, people. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail on that one. <laughs> season 6 had some great individual episodes. Mm-hmm. The overall arc was probably, aside from the first half season the weakest of the yeah. other six seasons.
1: Yeah. Okay. So every show has that that moment. And Supernatural had theirs. But they came off of that season eight, nine, ten, eleven, and they are going stronger than ever than they were in the first five seasons. Oh so very clearly cool. clearly the show is still doing amazing.
0: Excellent. So we look forward to that. So mm-hmm. in our wrap up supernatural i will give it the episodes i've seen i will give four out of five lucky rabbit's feet yeah and if anyone read my daredevil recaps i hope everyone knows that my scales are completely random (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Uh, in, in, in our outro, do you have a go-to nerd resource or app, aside from templeofgeek.com, that you use to stay nerdy?
1: Um, I mostly use Facebook and Twitter because those two apps, like, they really kick me to everything else. So, like, from there I can get to BuzzFeed and Hello Giggles, Huffington Post, all that stuff.
0: What is Hello Giggles?
1: Um, it's a... It's kind of a similar nerd site to Buzzfeed, but it's um, very female driven. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. I love I love Hello Giggles. It's one of mm. one of my favorite go to sites to get news and information from.
0: Okay, I will have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Even though I am not female.
1: That's but okay. That's anybody, anybody
0: can check it out. Yay.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> and where can people connect with? Um, You or anybody at Temple of Geek, uh, if they have any comments, questions, concerns, short stories, or fashion tips.
1: Um, For Temple of Geek, we have our website, uh, templeofgeek.com. And then for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, it's all Temple of Geek, one word.
0: All right. And by the way... Uh, I just realized I said something where I was like, where can people connect with you if they have a question, comment, concern, short story, fashion tip, or joke? That's the thing I say instead of just leaving it at question or comment. Uh um, I realized that when I said it, I said it almost completely deadpanned, and I (laughs) I didn't want it to come across as, like, insulting, like, oh, everyone out there needs fashion tips. (laughs) So.
1: We may not be the best people to come to for fashion tips. But we can certainly try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ravenclaws wear blue?
1: Yes, indeed. Um, I mean, if people want to follow me, um, I have Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, Lady Catherine P is my thing, but Catherine is K A T H A R I N E, like Catherine Hepburn.
0: Oh, okay. Lady Catherine yeah. P. Mm hmm. Uh, and finally, to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast?
1: Um, honestly, never be ashamed of your nerdiness. Embrace it. Be happy. Be content with the person that you are. Embrace yeah. everything that there is that's weird and unique about you.
0: I love that. That's All right, everyone out there, thank you for listening. Again, as usual, please... Subscribe, rate, and download on iTunes or Stitcher or any podcast app that you use. If you have any questions, go ahead hit me up on the website, dumbblowsanddragons.com. Katie, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you so
1: much for having me.
0: Of course. You're so welcome. All right, everybody. Workout nerd out. As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at Ken at DumbbellsAndDragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at DumbbellsAndDragons. Connect with us on Twitter at DumbbellsDragon. Also, our theme song Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.